Parental discretion is advised. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. It is the Monday Mayhem Warriors. I am Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron on the Twitter here on your social media stream, wherever that may be, live on the Facebook, the Twitch, the YouTube, and the Twitter for Wrestling Mayhem Show, in most cases, uh, live here from Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And with me this week, our usual lego faring friend uh it was uh is uh had had to take some had to take a step away i think the pyro has been too much for him the last couple of days uh but with us because there's actually some some this is very the perfect person to be on tonight because uh mainstream matt is with us and we're going to touch on some uh mayhem lore how you doing matt how are you recovering oh, we're we're gonna get deep into the lore and since since it's, i will i will consider myself mere universe mad mike and i didn't bring any legos but i do have a bin of connects here oh good so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna start getting to work on this and uh-huh. see what i can okay look, I made yeah a, oh look I at that right angle you I made a, a right thing. look at you look at you a right <laughs> angle good that's not bad for somebody that 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 is a master of the journalism it's not too bad it's not too bad no so um so i guess i don't know i don't know where to start tonight well yeah first impressions can we just talk about do you want to start with just the thunderdome as a whole because the first time we talked about it on air i want to talk about the fact that that just all right it's been wait i'm trying i'm trying to circle back all right 24 yeah we are we are just over 48 hours since Mr. Brody Lee just publicly executed Cody and took the TNT championship <laughs> on Saturday Night Dynamite Sword, and that memory is gone. It's just completely drowned out. Oh yeah, by just and this is like the classic WWE move. And and, and you know what? At a time like this, I'm you know I'm kind of feeling like this is this is kind of fun because when WWE turns up the cranking up the big old noise machine. All the way up to 11. literally, literally, and just like look at us, 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 and you know we looked, mm-hmm. uh, and you know what? I, we're, we're we've we've liked a lot of what we've seen mm-hmm. since they've moved into the Thunderdome. Sork, I've got so many thoughts in my head right now. They're swirling around. I've got so many thoughts. I can't organize them, and I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But I'm sure as we go through um, this conversation here. Um, I'm sure I'll circle back to most of them. And, All right. Oh, well, I'll tell you and, what. And we'll let's, see how things go. I don't know where to begin. Let's start with. There's so much. Let's but, start with, because I feel like this other conversation is going to go super long if I go back to the Thunderdome. Um, but what do you think of the Thunderdome? So, hold on. No, no. I don't want to go there yet because I want to touch on this because I feel like we won't get to it. Okay. I'll forget about it if we okay. don't. So uh, you're going to call out and I'm going to th- throw up a certain graphic that's going to be very relevant right now as uh, uh, there was there was a match that was made in the 2019 Mayhem Mania, a little fun thought experiment that we do around WrestleMania each year uh, that you preside over. And, and there's a certain team that kept popping up is as a trio that 
became a reality this evening on Monday Night well, Raw. Yeah, this is this is a legendary mm-hmm. match uh, mm-hmm. in the history in the lore of Mayhem Mania, uh, and it's Triconics versus Tripirates, and the Triconics, of course, are the tri- the Iconics and Zelina Vega, and the Tripirates are Asuka and Kairi Sane and Io Shirai. I think this is a Bobby F. J. Town match. It has, has to, be. to be. Come has on, has to be. If the Iconics Come are involved, on. Uh, God, you got to be joking me. Of course, it's got to be a Bobby <laughs> F. J. Town match, dude. Um, so, so first off, I noticed like, and we've been kind of noticing more and more for some reason the last few weeks. It was like exactly how big like Z- Zelina is, and I, I, she seems. I always made the comment when I met Alexa Bliss. I was like, I feel like I could have fit her in my pocket, and yeah. and I think. I think Zelina's right in that same line, and and mm-hmm. you put her next to. Also, the iconics are tall, <laughs> so, yeah. And you noticed that tonight. So, but still, fantastic team up. Fantastic, and uh, and you know, I did the research so that no one else has to. Uh, I consulted Cage Match website to see if the Triconics have ever united together uh, as a trios team before. Sort it appears this was the very first time this was the dawn the genesis of the triconics entering into the real world here with us history and of course waiting until Kyrie sane has left wwe and run back to japan to reform so that we that this 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 dream match that so suddenly feels so close and yet is so far away from us um but yeah that that was that's a great mayhem mania match that we made um if you want to, I'm not doing the work for you guys. If you're interested, WrestlingMayhemShow.com, it's all there, documented in painful, painful detail. And uh, you could see just where these matches have come from. It's all fantasy booking fun uh, that we do every year. But yeah, uh, to see the Triconics together as a unit, uh, that was exciting to see. Um, a lot of people were excited. The Mayhem Mania hashtags were flying tonight. <laughs> Uh, which is always good to see. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, of course, so I want to I, I want to talk about the Thunderdome, and, and this is going to mostly pertain to Raw. But you know, this is the third third run at this, and 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 you know, I, I liked so much right off the bat. Right, um, right off the bat, everything felt big again. Everything felt WWE again, and maybe it didn't matter what they put in front of me. It just the vibe was back and it was missed for so long. So, so whether that stands up, you, we, we can have other conversations about booking and stuff, but I feel like, I feel like like WWE is hitting their post COVID stride with this setup, with the presentation. And then they're able to amp things up. Like we kept yelling during SummerSlam. Um, there's pyro in the crowd, uh, you know, we're like coming out in between screens now, which was wild. Um, yeah. you know, just like, you know, Hey, don't have to be safe. You know, you know, they got their video walls and then, and then more, uh, it, it, they're doing, they have all this space to do stuff backstage. They have an entire arena to themselves and they don't have to tear it down at the end of the night. So yeah. that affords some things that they can do. They normally can't do, which is pretty fantastic. Um, I, yeah, I, it's like uh, it's like Celine Dion, uh, you know, playing a casino in Las Vegas for you know six months or so. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They're they're having a, they're in residence at the Amway Arena, and uh, I I feel like it gave them it just the, the I feel like from a creative perspective, it gave the 
the company an emotional lift. Like I felt that lift even a little bit on a Friday night watching mm-hmm. SmackDown because I mean, I couldn't resist, you know, peeking in and seeing it. And you could just tell like the energy was stronger from the performers. Everything felt like it had a little bit more juice and, and maybe it is just, you know, putting them back into a larger setting, mm-hmm. um, pumping into that crowd noise, um, how much of it is authentic is, you know, I, what, give what? or take here or there. But I, I felt like they, um, I, I, I feel like for the most part, it's having a very positive impact on the product. Mm-hmm. It's making it feel like an actual wrestling show again. Absolutely. And it, what's the difference between, you know, having the NXT extras in the crowd you know, trying to play fans and actually having fans is a big, is a big difference, especially, you know, they're live again. Um, there are actual fans there who will cause trouble from time to time. Uh, yes, uh, you know, yes. that element of danger is back, uh, even if they are confined to their little screens. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see um, how well it works and how much of the rough edges they can smooth off. Um, I thought SummerSlam was a huge success. I thought, Tonight was a little bit of a step back, but I feel like they had hmm. so much momentum coming off a of Sunday yeah. that it yeah. didn't even matter. I'm, you know, still kind of buzzing. Just it's nice to see the industry leader kind of has a little bit of swagger back because you know those last few weeks or months at the mm-hmm. PC were mm-hmm. were a drag, man. Uh, we got a lot of people uh, hopping in here, on, especially over on the Periscope Twitter stream. I've seen a lot of uh, new faces over there, We're over on Facebook, and of course our friends over on YouTube and the Twitch page. Uh, if you have any comments on what your thought of the first weekend of the Thunderdome, please drop your, drop your thoughts in there. Rob's in there, and he's saying, uh, you know, anyone notice that they uh, tested how big a lag they they had with the fans when Drew was giving was, was uh has everyone give the thumbs up? I was worried about that when he did that i'm like oh no this is listen we do a lot of streaming stuff around here and that's like the mm-hmm. oh no this isn't gonna go well <laughs> so but but even uh, uh matt to that uh you, you you your wife uh uh yeah. got in on SummerSlam late in the show she stuck around yeah. not very long but she got to see that experience so and i know we've seen shots of it um you know uh, you know, online and everything. If you follow certain Twitters, like there's screen caps of what it looks like. Uh, uh, can you speak of at least secondhand of, of what that kind of looks feels like for, for the user? Uh, yeah. I mean, she was just on her phone and it was basically, you know, she just had like a network feed that she was looking at on her phone, but it was a good 45 seconds. Oh yeah. Possibly even a minute ahead of the network. And we're sitting yeah, there in the yeah. exact same room. To the point where I'm telling her, you know, like, hey, turn it down. Don't spoil it. <laughs> don't, you know, <laughs> Which don't, is uh, just like when we're all on a call together watching the pay-per-views. It'd be like, hey, yeah. hey, you're a, you're ahead. You're ahead. And then you can also time where you're at as people respond to a big move, which is kind of fun. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I aesthetically, I think there are things they could do differently. I'm not a fan of having that, like, first row or two just be giant heads. I wish they would do something else there mm-hmm. because I think the sea of monitors, as you get further up into the, into the corners of the, of the crowd, so to speak, is a nicer look visually than it is to have like, you know, you or me 
our, I think I said in our, in our, uh, when I filled out the fan, the fan council survey today, which they pushed out to everybody, they wanted feedback. There was a big, uh, WWE fan council survey that went out today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my wife and I filled it out for everyone. You can go to the mayhem show Facebook group. If you want to watch us fill it out for, uh, a dozen or so minutes. Uh, but there was a lot of discussion about, um, you know, what did you think of the new environment? Do you like, you know, did you like, do you like lasers, pyro and smoke? Uh, that was one of the questions. And I'm like, strongly agree. And um, there was a lot of questions about internet connections. They were, they were mining for mm-hmm. uh, data on how people were watching it. Uh, were they watching it on their phone? How were they tapping in? Were they using a Roku or a Chromecast? Were they watching it on their tablet? Um, who was there? Who's their internet provider? Did they like the stream? So they're they're trying to root out. I, I think I think they're trying to root out any lag mm-hmm. that exists, so that they can tighten it up, audio wise, and get that more instantaneous reaction, which you saw at the beginning of the show with Drew. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe that's going to be part of the process of weeding people out. Where hey, if you're a Comcast internet customer, we know that you know your internet is coming through solid and you're getting the network and you're coming through good. But if you're on spectrum or something else, you know, yeah. and you're a half second behind, we can't have that because yeah. we don't want to have this kind of like, well, th- we don't want to have half, you know, part of the crowd be a half step behind when they're reacting inside the arena. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of, audio sweetening going on oh yeah uh well, it's the, not the, a truly crowd, organic yeah the crowd noise we hear reaction. is mostly not them i think yeah i'm pretty sure um so but 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 it's still even that like i can digest it now because there are faces right it doesn't feel so awkward now for some reason and we were talking about this i think uh, rob was up and i were talking about this maybe over in the slack tonight um uh, for whatever reason when i watch like the stream on the usa app on my apple tv like the on, uh, on my home tv the audio is wrong it's like everything drowns out the commentary everything was drowning out the interviews you know the crowd noises the music whatever so so i had that problem that i didn't notice on smackdown which i watched via i think hulu tv uh you know on the same device uh and then of course summer this is only in yeah. the thunderdome um yeah this is the well this, this i think this happens every week but it was it was okay. more noticeable because we haven't had crowd noise right like real crowd noise yeah. for a while um and the other thing to it is, uh, again, on the technical side, like it, it, we were talking about this kind of in person here uh, on Sunday. It's like, it, you know, the, somebody brought up that the, somewhere in the user agreement, if you drop, if your internet, internet connection drops, you are not coming back. And, and there mm-hmm. is, and and hypothetically, and Tina's saying they need to open the registration for a little bit longer uh, as well. I didn't even get a link on Friday. I signed up for SmackDown and I didn't even get a link for it. I don't think she did either. Um, I, I think as long as they have enough people to fill it up, they're not going to change what they're they not do. Gonna but push maybe it. you'll yeah. get a longer yeah. window if, uh, if they start having trouble filling it up. Yeah, so and, we'll and, and understand, like, they probably have two to three times the people in queue than yeah. you see on those screens because mm-hmm. you need to fill out the screens. And you, if you have a giant pool that you can come from to do that, to make sure it will, you always overcompensate something like that, right? Um, so I, I think that's, that's a part of that, that math too. And you see and, and wonder why you are or not getting in, um, as it goes. Uh, I love that we had a technical stat 
screen tonight on the facts and that i enjoyed that because i was curious about the technology behind it so and i really hope eventually there's some kind of great documentary walkthrough of the whole process for us production nerds which you and i are the production nerdiest probably <laughs> well i mean if the uh if, if the uh if, if the wrestlemania uh documentary that they're putting out now is any indication you'll probably have to wait about five or six months and then you'll get the uh yeah yeah the wwe 24 for thunderdome and you'll get to watch them put it all together and, and that, they, i mean please, that'll be interesting because this is uh it's please, quite a spectacle please just call it beyond thunderdome 24 24 7 <laughs> let's just go that's for when it. they when they get out of there i then they're I, beyond thunderdome and by right chance now, in it. and by chance i watched a rick and morty episode that had a thunderdome so uh today yeah <laughs> so. All right. Well, well, I'm sure that the Thunderdome will be, uh, of course, I'm sure discussed tomorrow in uh, ad nauseum as we go here. And there's different things um, um, happening with it. Um, so Sorgi, let's get into like some meat and potatoes here. We yes. got to talk about the, the, the hot newcomers on the scene in WWE. And I'm thinking specifically of three people. OK. All right. Dominic Mysterio, uh-huh. Pat McAfee, uh-huh. and of course, leading the pack. Demi from The Bachelor, who steals every <laughs> scene that she's in, who's a who's a who like McAfee, who like Dominic, is a damn natural, mm-hmm. just belongs in wrestling. It's so obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, probably why they haven't let her go home. She's been there for like two months now. Yeah, you you know you know the the first time it was like oh they just like kicked out a bunch of these in like a day and we're just have seen them over the last month. But now it's like oh no she's at the arena now. Like like yeah this, this is this like is, the longest like she, she she definitely this, came back at least once. This is the longest cross promotion I've ever seen them do with another you know NBC network a family show family of networks uh, show that they've ever done. They have they are bringing this girl back because mm. they know they know but. Um, in all seriousness, I wanted to kick this out because this is the most fun uh, question to kick around. Uh, Dominic or McAfee? Um, like, who are you with on this? And there's oh, a flip side to this question, too. Oh, man. We can, oh, man. We, maybe we'll save Adam Cole or Seth Rollins for tomorrow night. I, I but think, just for tonight, Dominic uh, or McAfee? Like, who? I, I think this is the big question for tomorrow night, actually. I mean, but, it's like a double barrel big question, but you it know, is, it, it it's, is. it's fun to talk about because yeah. they're both. So it was so much fun to watch two basically newbies do so well the first time out. Uh, and you give a lot of credit to the other side of those matches too, mm-hmm. to Seth and Adam Cole. But, oh my God, I could not believe both of them were so just, uh, just, I, 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 go, I, I was, I was impressed. Um, but yeah, if I made you pick one, uh, where, where are you going to side on that? Um, I think the most surprising was definitely McAfee about how good he did. Um, yeah. Like I, Dominic, you know, sitting there, if, if you know, Dominic looks smooth and, and the stuff he did was executed like, you know, seemingly flawlessly. So you should have pointed at this guy for the frog splash. We were calling out. Uh, but yeah. uh, McAfee was the, you know, I'm not going to give this guy like main event title match. Let's go guy. But um, he, Hey, hey, he looks better than Mongo and Kevin Green and uh and uh, uh Carl Jay Malone Lino. and <laughs> Carl Malone. Yeah. I mean yeah. I'm not I'm not counting Jay Malone. I'm talking about athletic guys from another sport that have come over. And obviously Pat's probably been training at the performance center for the last two years at least. Right? 
I, I heard him talking on his show that he oh, did like right. a one shot at some indie in West Virginia. And this mm-hmm. is years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But obviously... He likes wrestling, so well, it wasn't, he has access to it. So he certainly must have been like has yeah, dabbled, you know. Yeah, but wasn't he wasn't, had to have shown them something that yeah. made them believe he could do this? So wasn't wasn't part of the thing leading into the Adam Cole? He made a reference to like, doesn't he have a ring or 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 got it in a ring one time? He was talking about or something like that, right? And yeah. uh, so so that led to that, and maybe he's downplaying that, you know. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe you know, maybe, maybe he's like, "Oh yeah, I got in a ring one time," and just like making a thing out of it. But really, he's like, "Yeah, I got in a ring this time," but also I've been visiting the preference center on a really regular basis and actually kind of actually getting this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there, that's happened. He's been, yeah, he, that has been happening. I, it, it, it happens. If I you mean, tell throwing you, him out yeah, there, you know, if you tell me, you tell me, Pat McAfee came in that thing and didn't spend. More more than a week, uh, did not spend more than a week at the performance center. I I can't be bullshit. I, no, I think I I, I think they um, well, I I I don't want to over speculate, but yeah, I, I would think even before the ball started to roll mm-hmm. out in public that he had he was in the PC and he had shown them that oh, he yeah. had the ability oh, yeah. to do what he did. Um, just for my two cents, um, the difference to to me between Dominic and McAfee is when you watched McAfee during his match, he was still doing this kind of like, and I'm speaking as someone who, you know, has never trained and has never stepped into a ring, but you know, it's fun to think that I know what I'm talking about, but uh, you would see McAfee after he would do a move. He would do the, do the, you know, the, the, start a wrestler thing where he'd like throw his hands in the air and do this thing, you know? Yeah. The, the, a little uh, bit of the, I don't know what to do with my hands in front of people. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands and I must appeal to the, you know, yeah, I, I, I got to do the, I, I don't, I don't know what to call it. I'm sure many <laughs> he, of your indie wrestling friends. He looks and, like the dude at the frat party versus a yeah. wrestler posing. Now, the thing for McAfee where that worked for him is because he's his persona is to be such a jerk mm-hmm. that it, it worked for him. But when you watch Dominic, there's none of that. He's not Dominic is not Dominic never gives you the sense that he's playing wrestler. He's just being a wrestler. Yeah. Or he's just Dominic in a fight. Yeah. And that's probably partly because of, you know, his lineage mm-hmm. and, you know, just growing up around the business he, you know he's he's surrounded into his brain he's surrounded by the best wrestlers in the business at the family reunion yeah that's that makes a difference that makes an absolute difference so yeah so, yeah but both guys were great um and of course demi from the bachelor um <laughs> leads them all well i can't wait um, to see her 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 karana so uh i she doesn't have to do a her karana she has to i, I thought they were going to take her to Raw Underground tonight, um, which was not much tonight. There's not no, much Underground tonight, no, Sword. No, no, no. It, it, it's suffering from that. This is what I waited a week for uh, situation. So it, it's like if there was, I mean, it's kind of like the uh, the Mickey James thing tonight, where she just ran in after being run down very horribly, um, mm-hmm. and and just like yo, know, if you are somebody that was following that storyline, uh, that's just like. Okay, and it becomes a forgettable thing. How can you attach to it, right? If it's just yeah. like 
a five-minute thing that's almost nothing in the middle of three hours. Like, what are you what are you getting out of that, right? Yeah. And then and, 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 and Underground's a little bit more, but then if you don't deliver a lot with it, like, there's not... Like, it's so quick. It's so flash. It's so, you know, it's basically like we cut three times to it during the course of a half an hour late in the show. I, I, I don't... It, 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 I think it breaks down for me um interest wise it's just like like it just hey, doesn't have any kind of yeah. narrative to it um and i'm waiting for like i, I you know i'm wondering like where, where what happened to dabocado uh you know he was supposed to be the big boss uh it felt like and that like eventually someone would have to go for him uh and tina's bemoni i think there were some bad women's interactions tonight oh um, nice. the, the shane and nia jacks thing was just like i'm just, I'm I'm over it because yeah. it happens all the but time. It, but like, it's just weekly. It's just like Naya is either receiving or giving the worst stuff, like and yeah. borderline offensive. No, and sometimes just offensive, you know. And it's just like I I tweeted from the meme account when I, after that that Haystacks Calhoun crack. I'm like Naya's Naya's so much better than this, and we know it. it and I I heard the um, I I read somewhere where um they were interviewing Stephanie McMahon and she was talking about how they need more women writers yes. uh, in WWE. And I, I will agree with that. But at the same time, I'll also say you need to stop writing the storylines. You need to stop. Like you need to take a storyline. You need to imagine two male wrestlers feuding, write that storyline and then take that storyline and just hand it to two women. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to like just disconnect yourself from this gender thing that is steering them into all these bad directions, and you know, just let them do their thing. I mean, I, of course, we still have Bailey and Sasha. Yes, so, do. yep, and still doing great, great, great stuff. The bright shining lights and of uh, and WWE. Now, now we have the Triconics, of course, and so there's there's a lot of there's a lot to look forward to there. So there's just like women carrying this company mm-hmm. on their backs or oh yeah oh yeah um we said a few times and, and just like the variety in the men's division there's there's good there's good mediocre in the uh and the ugly right yeah so and, and hey i mean good for them they have multiple storylines going with their women's division right now which is not something yeah. that you used to see a lot before but i mean they gotta yeah you gotta give it some some different twists here there were about of. four angles tonight with women yeah separate angles some inter interconnected a little bit but still like like yeah. significant um so oh, here's something else we got to talk about so much to talk about sork keith lee and his song <laughs> And his gear. Are you happy? And- yes, uh, Keith Lee comes out with the intro and generic rock music. Which I, I was, I was just ready to bop to it, and it stopped being the Keith Lee song. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it started to be something else. And then, uh, and and then uh, you know they 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 tweaked his gear. Um, I am not a huge NXT consumer. I don't know what kind of promos Keith Lee was doing in NXT. How were his promos in NXT different than they were tonight? 
Um, I forgot he did a promo at the beginning. To be quite honest, yeah. I um, they they I I need to I I guess I need to rewatch his promo. I I, I don't know, but I, uh, I mean it's not that like it's not a must watch. Kind no, of no 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 no. But I mean it's okay. I, 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 I he. I mean, his his NXT promos were very good, very yeah. good, very strong, very, you know, he's got that, you know, you you know, you've seen enough of him. He's got that really cool attitude yeah. to it. You know, hey, I am the greatest, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe it's different now since he's working as the new kid. Uh, against somebody like Randy Orton. So, you know, whatever that is. Um, I did see a hashtag free Keith Lee's nipples uh, with his outfit, I guess, tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're getting a lot of like free Keith Lee's everything. And, and the, the t- what was the tweet I sent you? I got to read this tweet for you while you keep going on here. But, um, uh, that, but no, I, I, it was it was good to see him there. I, I, I'm glad he's not getting like flattened by Randy or anything. We'll see what happens in this match coming up. Unfortunately, like, you know, of course, Randy's setting up probably for a rematch with Drew. We haven't we've injured out Drew now. Uh, yeah. So which is it seems a little strange to me. I don't know. Maybe he's visiting home. I don't know. But uh, or they're just saying, hey, we won't do a complete another Drew Randy match because, you know, so yeah, soon. it feels like I mean, it felt like. It, it was such a nice it, to me, it was a. Very pleasant surprise when Drew won that match on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just, I was kind of like, ah, dang, Randy's going to get this belt. And then Drew won. And now they're dragging it out through this payback pay-per-view. And then what? Are, then are we on to Survivor Series? Is that next? I don't even know. I, I, you can't tell. Cramming another I don't one know. in there? They threw a lot of logos at us with the WWE Network promo this month. So, um, so sure. Yeah. All right. Sorry, but before I go too far off base, Marty DeRosa tweet. Mm. This is after the uh, backstage uh, uh, interview with Keith Lee where he uh, – uh, this is after the Randy Orton kicking Drew in the head for the third time. Mm. Um, Marty DeRosa tweeted, uh, it would have been a lot cooler if Keith Lee pounced Orton as he tried to kick Drew and then looked in the camera and said, quote, old gear and theme song next week, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or 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 he gets the win on Sunday, and then then he comes in, cuts a promo about how he proved himself, and since he proved himself, he asked for his old shit back. It, it just it doesn't matter how complete of a package you appear to be mm-hmm. in NXT, mm-hmm. whether you're Keith Lee or Aleister Black. There's another thing to talk about, um, or. The War Raiders, for crying out loud, Mm -hmm. you know, the minute you hit Vince's, you know, sphere of influence, you know, it's whatever he sees. It's something when Vince was processing Keith Lee and how they're going to present him on TV, Mm -hmm. something in Vince's head told him generic rock song for the entrance. Yeah, somebody just looked at it and cover up that. You know, it's, you know, it's just a, uh, no, uh, it's very, have you had a chance to listen to Ray Rowe talk about, and, and Hanson talk about, uh, on Ray's YouTube channel, Ray and Sarah's YouTube channel, uh, how they got to the name they are at now? I know it was a long and winding road because we well, were living it on TV every night. Right, but, uh, right. But it was literally like, like, even to the point where they're like, we didn't like War Machine because there was some, there was like a killer or something that came when somebody got like a, 
I, I forget it was like a, I think it was an MMA guy that went under the War Machine moniker and he killed somebody. Like right okay, when they yeah. right yeah. when they started at ROH and had the name, but they were like, "Well, we're stuck." They wouldn't let us change it. They came over, said, "We're going to have to change it." And they said, "Yes, please." Um, they 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 wanted the Viking thing. They wanted Viking in the name, right? Uh, they were, they wanted to change the name for whatever reason. I can't remember. It was it was actually I think a pretty good reason from the sound of it. And what was it? Was the first one Viking Experience? And now they're Viking Raiders, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Viking Experience thing, because they, they, I think Viking Raiders, they couldn't clear through legal in time. And, and Experience <laughs> was in there. And yeah. it, the Trons were already made. They just legit, like, it was a half hour before the show. And they're trying to get this thing settled. Settled for the show that night. That's how they still run things sometimes. It's just like, so, and, and you know, and you're rushing through this process, mm-hmm. this very important creative process Think- that those, those, those first steps onto TV, they have to be perfect because the stink of that mm-hmm. debut for them is still on them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, just but, like, but- you know, if we, if Keith Lee waits a month and then they, retweak him here and there and he comes out with his old music that his debut tonight where people are kind of like ah what the hell uh that'll Mm -hmm. that'll be with them yeah 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 that's that first impression sometimes it's out of their control so so remember matt this is a thing i've learned and i'm and i'm sure like after you know listen man you know you work you worked in the news biz you worked big uh evening morning news kind of stuff right and i got my vision what's that I've seen some things. I've seen you've seen some things. I've been at some stuff. <laughs> you know, every time you like, you think that you think that the people in this position just know do so much better and know so much more. And you can speak to this, uh, it, not not to, denouncing anything about your the work you've done, but everybody that you think is better than you is basically just as trying as you would be in that position, right? Yeah. Like it's not clear. I don't know. Uh, Matt, you've been at some of the shows, the productions that we've done helping us out. You know that, like, did we remember all the things we need to do to make this thing work? Yeah. 10 minutes before the show, right? Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. right? And, 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 right, right yeah. But that's every day. That was every day for you, too, right? Like, every day, right? It's mm-hmm. just like, are we ready to go live at 6 a.m. to tell the world what happened and what the news is? Yeah. Right? I mean, every day. Rarely. Like that's yeah. that's um, part of production. Now you have so many wheels and cogs for a Monday Night Raw say to produce three hours of content live, which again a feat in itself. I will continue to say that now that they're back to live, I will continue to see that they just don't have to set up now and be in a different city and jet lagged, right? Um, still a feat, and you will. There will always be something. There will be something you saw in Raw and you're scratching your head. That's because the decision was finalized right when they went out the, the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just, it's not wrestling. It's not production. It's everything. It's it, it, this, you can't get away from that. Um, and especially since as, as corporate as it gets, WWE still is a wrestling company and has roots in being a wrestling company. Right. Yeah, they'll always that they're they're as much as they try to get away from it, their inclination will always be to be, you know, whatever. If it, the most pro wrestling outcome possible is what will happen, you mm-hmm. know, behind the scenes and oh, behind absolutely. the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so. Kind of like a tangent on that thing. Um, I was read this uh, article that Renee Young wrote for the Players Tribune. Uh, it's kind of her farewell to WWE um, outside of the WWE umbrella. So she posted on this uh, website, typically used by athletes whenever they just want to get some long form um, uh, writing out there. Uh, and one thing she mentioned, kind of an offhand mention, you know, towards the end of it, was talking about her time at the announce desk on Monday Night Raw and how mm. looking back on it now, um, kind of feeling kind of what you exactly were describing of being underneath other people and being like, okay, you must know better than I. But now with the benefit of hindsight, thinking to herself, I wish I would have stood up my, for myself here. I wish I would have said my piece here. Um, so you don't know what's exactly what's happening uh, behind the scenes. You know, we reflexively, you know, go, it must be Vince. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it does have to, it all eventually goes through him in one way or another. Uh, but there is a lot of creative input that comes from the bottom. And sometimes those talents do get what they want. Yeah. Um, and sometimes yeah. that's not necessarily what's for the best. So maybe Keith Lee was like, you know what? I'm on the main roster. Maybe it's time for a shirt. Uh, and they were like, <laughs> okay, pal, go out there and wear your shirt. Um, yeah. And because Keith Lee wants to give himself the best chance for success. So we don't know exactly what that process was like behind the scenes, but I just know Twitter had a heart attack. So uh, hopefully <laughs> it's not the worst we'll get thing used to it. Listen, it, as far as debuts go, it wasn't the worst debut for him. I think it's good. Looking forward no, to no. it. I mean, the way they put him over, like, you know, going into it, say, this is happening. What's going to happen? Um, yeah. uh, uh, you know, he, he, you know, I, either way you look at it, he's mixing up with a top guy like Randy Orton, whatever you think of him. And, uh, and, and I think the sky's a limit for him. Yeah. I walked into that one. Sorry. It's limitless. You could say. You could say. I mean, he does. So uh, He does. He does. You don't have to say. Uh, but yeah, and then he and Randy get to do it again on uh, next Sunday. Another pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Sorgi. Mm-hmm. Just, it feels like the wheels, the, the, the thing about Raw tonight, it felt like the creative wheels were turning too quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think that. Like they're, that playing Ray, they're playing catch-up. They're playing catch-up. The Mysterios versus Seth and Murphy. Uh, I was disappointed to see them even attempt to do that match proper. Like that was so hot coming mm-hmm. out of Sunday mm-hmm. that needed to like, I felt like that needed to just simmer for yeah. and you do some, you know, you even... do some stunt where like the Mysterios get arrested, just pull something <laughs> out of your ass. They do it all the time. Sorg. Yeah. Um, I, even, just, even just to push that match, that, that would have been a great payback match, right? A great payback match. I mean, you could, I I was thinking like how far down the road can we kick this thing? Can we mm-hmm. how far can we string this along? Where is the final comeuppance for Seth? And how bad does it have to be for you to feel satisfied when Mysterio, I don't know, stabs him through the chest with a steel girder or something? Like, is that proper <laughs> comeuppance? Like, like really? Like Ray has got to, doesn't he? <laughs> have to get like fantastic ultimate revenge on Seth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, at some point. And where does that happen? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think, uh, uh, I think, I think Mrs. Mysterio gets involved. There, there's, there's like, is double this happening? Slam. Double choke slam. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I wanted on Sunday. I was yelling at the TV. Turns out. I, that's, that's, that, that's the, the biggest compliment I can pay to 
SummerSlam is that I was yelling at my television. Oh set. yeah, I mean, we during all were. we all during were. the Dominic Seth match and then during Sasha and Asuka. I'm yelling at my TV. I, I was um, I was really excited that we got to do our own uh, Mayhem Thunderdome here. With we had a couple mm-hmm. people in the studio that kept it really limited. I, I, they didn't want any more than like four people here. Um, figure there's enough for us to space out safely and, and be responsible. You're but, at ten percent uh, capacity. Was that ten percent capacity? I don't know what I don't know what the uh, official capacity of this room is. So, uh, but uh, 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 but we also set up. I think it's the biggest monitor I have. That's not the TV. And we threw the uh, Facebook rooms from the the Facebook the Mayhem Show group uh, up there and just had a big screen with everybody's faces and Jen looking like. Didn't we try to yell at Jen because she looked like she was falling asleep during the Randy match uh, at one point? <laughs> <laughs> so um that's just uh your worst fears uh creeping up on you on that one absolutely and of course um, we, we can't watch a mysterio match without making uh 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 guerrero lineage jokes uh but i also can no longer watch a ray mysterio match without saying i love my son dominic as the new <laughs> meme around our household um, now so i've been stepping through the first jericho book here and there if you, mm-hmm. if you see a picture of me at a lake i've probably been reading a book um lately and and one of the parts in there was he was in he was in mexico somebody walked in uh this one dude walked in that he knew and like there was this kid with him and he's like what is this kid doing in here and the guy was i and there was something about the guy was like showing him like porn pictures on his phone or not not his phone it was the 90s but uh or something or talking about something or smoke like lit up a blunt or something i think what, what it was and he's like this inappropriate kid, behavior around a child he's, right yeah. he's like and then jericho's like this guy's like this kid's like 10 years old what is he even doing here and the kid's like i'm 18 and shows him his driver's license he's like that's bullshit and he's like i want to be a wrestler like you and he said he said good luck kid and then it ended up being ray mysterio <laughs> i ray mysterio has uh it is is at like has to be at the 30 year mark right yeah uh, uh, like, absolutely 95 ish would have been when he started popping up a bit um so he's like uh, he's no, so good like early in his career it was all about the athleticism yeah yeah and now like the performer side of him is so good yeah. like every time he has to just like begging Seth don't hurt my don't hurt my son Dominic um <laughs> like just going on I'm like I'm like so in I cannot believe like mm-hmm. like that level of just greatness uh Tina's the, pointing out that 95 96 was the ECW stuff I, I wonder how much how long he was in before that I don't know yeah, I don't so, have, I mean, I don't have a Wikipedia in front of me to do that then. so but uh yeah you, you know you get the idea uh but uh yeah yeah so MF or I mean just H. like ultimate all-time guy like just I I don't know I, I don't know how to categorize him except like unbelievably great all-time mm. Mount Rushmore kind of guy. Oh yeah, in my lifetime. Oh yeah, like there's like, I'm, I mean, help me think. Like, can I put like two or three guys maybe over him? I I just don't think for longevity and performance, absolutely not. He he's been working injured for the last several years and was still turning in better matches than half the roster. So yeah. you know whether you whether you were and and this happens too. I mean, I I, I always you know looking back on these matches like we are with the. The good professor Jacob Edwin. Uh, by the way, dog collar match, Starcade uh, '83. 
uh, Valentine and Piper is this week's uh, uh, homework. But uh, uh, you know, you look back and and you watch these, you know, like I probably I probably yawned at this at the time because you were in the middle of it, right? But I mean, if we if we get a if we get a Professor Jacob gives gives us this Mysterios versus uh, uh, Messiah and Disciple match from tonight, ten years five ten years from now, it's going to be like this was bonkers. This was a crazy time. Holy crap! The Thunderdome just happened. You know, like it, 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 you know. Meanwhile, yeah. I mean, I, I I'd say we're pretty excited about it right now. But you know, it's but- going to be interesting to see like what from this era like stands the test of time like five or 10 years down the road actually gets like, I mean, like mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio is like one of is could yeah. be like one of the ultimate right place, be. right time guys. As long as kid doesn't have any like weird second generation issues like Eddie did or something. He, he's good to go. Right. Um, Tina, yeah. Tina's always keeping us honest here. Uh, Ray debuted in 1989 at 14 years old. Okay. So he's so, well past 30 years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, and he is the, Am I gonna really? He is the wrestler of our generation. He's the guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and there have been guys who've been bigger and made more money, but like, he's just consumed like three decades of our mm-hmm. fandom. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the dude. He's that guy. You know. So. Yes, he is. Well, now that we've had our Ray Mysterio uh, appreciation show. Uh- <laughs> uh mac harlins oh, i got the cursor in a weird place over there for you uh but uh, uh mac harlins uh it, it's been fun to have you on a monday night to have a whole different vibe matt and mike will be with us tomorrow night we will have the honey badger on uh by the way i asked a honey badger that will be a different vibe that will be a different vibe entirely and <laughs> including she tweeted today about how she had a dream something about i think she was on a ladder and atticus coger put her through a table from the ladder while she was wearing a wedding dress. We are going to analyze her dream tomorrow on the Wrestling Mayhem show. Um, I'm sure she popped right back up and murdered him. (laughs) And then she woke up. Then she woke Uh, up. I don't know. No, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, And then also, we... I have also asked... We might be doing... We're going to experiment. I want to try something different for the Patreons uh, tomorrow than what our usual shout out so stay tuned for that i hopefully it'll be fun i'm sure we'll talk more about the thunderdome we'll get mike's thoughts on it uh maybe we'll talk a little bit more about what interesting things we're seeing amongst the thunderdome oh yeah that's (laughs) a good thing we didn't get into so that'll be fun to talk started with sleeping guy on friday and um (laughs) man those were those were more innocent times sword back when we only found sleeping guy Mm -hmm. in the thunderdome Mm -hmm. We'll see Remember what how happens. innocent we were back then? Yeah, yeah, all of Friday <laughs> on network television. Uh, so, um, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, also, if you haven't yet, go check out. We had a great interview with Quinn Magnum. Went about an hour with him uh, talking about, hey, where did this guy come from? And how did he end up with the NWA North American Championship uh, in the 2000s? And uh, how did Fight Underground come to be? And kind of a little back and forth about production wise there, but also, also there's for Patreon mentioning uh, mentioning that uh, there's an extra interview I did with him talking about how Fight Underground's first taping almost didn't happen. So we go into the details of what almost went wrong and how those first what ten matches almost did not happen on the mm. day of the shoot. They did not, almost did not happen because of it. See, it doesn't matter if you're, you could be the industry leader, 
or you could be, you know, just, you know, one of the indies trying to grind it out right yeah, now. Yeah, or it and, could take... And, and stuff gets nuts because it's or, pro wrestling. Or it could take literally four different promoters to make one show happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, and find out why and who saved the day over there. Uh, Patreon.com slash Wrestling Man Show. Thank you so much. So much love to everybody that has been supporting the show and hanging out with us here on. I can see how excited everybody's looking at the numbers in the in the chat rooms across the board. You guys are excited I about the Thunderbone too. I was just going to mention. Uh, didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you mentioned to me the other day that the IndieWrestling.us recently passed a milestone. Yes, the YouTube for IndieWrestling.us passed ten thousand subscriptions over and- there thousand sorgi yes that's That's a lot Ten thousand subscribers a lot of free content over there for you guys to watch a lot of great matches um the entirety of uh our friends prospect pro wrestling from the training the training session and the quarantine challenges over there uh, as new content the indie mayhem show stuff's over there thank you so much that 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 everybody that pushed push across that of course we're broadcasting on wrestling mayhem show which is still in the 700s so while we're at it Go uh go do us a solid and get us over a thousand there too because that would really really be helpful because man mm-hmm. you hit that thousand mark things change it's not like that first record label and your life changes things but it's just one of those like YouTube notices you <laughs> so yeah. and help us over there uh of course and and just hit likes on all the videos and the subscribes and hit like during this and hit your share buttons uh, uh, everything to, to help get us out there we really do appreciate all the mayhemers new and old because I know I saw a few new faces pop in there uh it, it almost didn't happen this was the first time I, rob 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 who completely wasn't there on premises during fight underground in the chat room <laughs> um but anyways we should just interview. not even rob knows the story so, that's you how know, behind the scenes this is one day i'm just gonna bring rob on who has been on with me or i have sent to shoots for us um just be like rob tell me some shit you've seen <laughs> i thought you were gonna say uh, let's bring Rob on and let's tell him a story from a show he worked that he had no idea had it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Be like, no. What? I'm you sure it can happen that, to most of my no, no. That that's happened to me. That yeah. that dude, dude, that's happened to me. No, that's that's there yeah, no, that's happened to me. Did you know this happened? I'm like, no idea. I'm kind of doing my thing. <laughs> Had no idea. Who's backstage? What do you mean Chris Jericho's backstage? Bullshit. And I look backstage. Shit, it's Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah, that was an old timer. That was a good one. Man, that was that was a moment. That was a moment. That uh that was the only thing that trumped my Ric Flair meeting. So guys, thank you so much. Uh it's been so much fun. We're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna keep streaming no matter where we are. Some fun stuff in the works that's been planned here. Matt, I'll tell you when we get off air what's in the works. You're going to be the first to know about this, and I hope it happens, but uh, early planning stages. Uh, But we'll see you guys next time. Mayhem out! This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.